Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource, and joining me is Jim Blome. And Jim is the CEO of Calix. And uh, Jim, can you tell us a little bit about Calix uh, for those not familiar? Sure, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, Calix is a gene editing company uh, headquartered here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And we use uh, our science and, and really are committed to making the food you love a healthier choice. So we partner with like-minded farmers and food companies, and we really focus on delivering better plant-based products that are healthier, sustainable, and traceable. And so why, why we focus on this with our science, uh, we've seen allergens and obesity and diabetes and everything uh, increase in our population and, and because of our diets. And so for a lot of companies, it's about producing more calories to feed the world. And for Calix, it's really about uh, making a healthier group of calories for the people who need uh, really to focus on their diets to bring better health and wellness to themselves. So not everybody has the willpower to change when their doctor tells them to change. Uh, and at Calix, we're really interested in using our advanced and accelerated breeding techniques to really take out the bad components of, of the food. For example, in, in our soybean product, we've taken out the trans fat out of the soybean oil. So you get a higher uh, quality oil that has the health components of olive oil or, or other premium oils that have the healthy profile of hyaluric acid and uh, zero trans fats per serving. So that's the type of things we do. In wheat, we spent an awful lot of time uh, increasing the fiber. So our new wheat product will have up to three times the fiber uh, that regular white wheat uh, products have. And so we think we're crossing the consumer trends where they want to eat less carbs, but everyone knows the heart healthy and the, and the health benefits of eating fiber. So giving that to them in a natural product that's, that's all grain and no added fiber, but just coming from the grain is, is a trend and a little bit of an example of what we do at Calix. Okay. We've, now, you mentioned uh, gene editing. Uh, is that differentiated from uh, GMO? It is, yeah. So we call it accelerated breeding because we're not adding any foreign DNA. We're simply going into the genome of the crop plant and selecting out uh, genes that we know will, will take the healthy part of the, the end product, just like farmers have done for thousands of years where they've grown their crop, they walk their fields, and they select the very best uh, products or the, the, the plants that through natural variation have created something special and they hold that for seed for the next year. Uh, we're doing the same thing only with our knowledge of science. We're doing it faster. We know right where to go to do that and then it allows us to bring that to the marketplace and to consumers faster. Okay. So should we look at you more as an ag company or as more of a biotech company? Yeah, we, we talk a lot about being a healthy food ingredient company, but we, we, we're from farm to, to, we're from concept to, uh, to consumer. So 
we will have ideation here. We will take care of the, the product and the prototype here. We'll grow the seed. Uh, but because it's special product, we maintain control of it all the way to the processor so that we can deliver uh, our high Lake soybean oil directly to the consumer without mixing it with, with commodity soybeans so that the value is preserved and the purity is preserved. And then who are you regulated by? That's a great question. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about are we a GMO or are we gene edited. The regulatory authorities ask us two questions. First is, did we add any foreign DNA? And the answer is no. Uh, these, these are uh, very much the same species. And the second one is, can this occur in nature? And yes, it can. So just going into this plant species and doing what, what a normal breeder would do over time results in, in something that is, is, has no foreign DNA. When you test it, you, will, you don't have to be concerned about those areas if that's a concern to you. And uh, gives us a, a different pathway through the regulatory process. So all food that's grown outside is, is approved by the USDA to do so. And then we go through a second voluntary process with the FDA, where we, are, uh, we present packages. We're the very first company to do so in the United States. Uh, we probably did a little more than we needed to on this voluntary consultation. But it was important for us to have complete transparency and have the data packages in there and satisfy all of their questions so that this science could really get around to bringing healthier foods to people, but also because of the accelerated breeding or the, or the time shortening of bringing new products, not just meeting consumer trends, but maybe helping plants in the future adapt to climate change and making sure that we have enough calories in addition to the right kind of calories uh, for our human population. So about how long does the commercialization or the pathway to commercialization process take? And where are you guys as a company now in terms of what stage you're at? That's great. Uh, great question. We are, it takes us between three and six years to get on the market with, with a new product. And so that's significantly shorter than some of the previous uh, routes just because there's better science now and we're more, we have a better base and, and a, a more precise way of going in and, and, and looking at, at problems. And so I mentioned that we were the very first to be on the market with our soybean oil. That, that occurred in March of 2019. Uh, so we have several products coming on the market. I talked about the high-fiber wheat in 2022 and our new alfalfa project in 2021. And so we, we were the first. Uh, we likely will be the second, could be the third company in this area. So... Uh, Calix has a head start in this area and is a leader because of, of two reasons. Uh, our complete uh, uh, ownership of patents in this area, the, the freedom to operate with talents, but also because we've built the supply chain to get it planted, grown, and delivered to consumers. So we're continuing to build on that. And then we're expanding beyond soybeans, wheat, and alfalfa into canola, hemp, oats, peas, peanuts, potatoes, uh, as well as, again, soybeans, wheat, and alfalfa. We're particularly interested in taking uh, a healthier look at potatoes. And, of course, everyone knows the, uh, 
the proliferation of, of peanut allergies in the general population, so that's of interest to us. We focused on peas as well because there's plenty of things that can improve on a pea to make it a better uh, choice for uh, meatless burgers in that whole industry that, of course, is taking off. Right. So is, is there much, much competition, uh, and uh, how do you stand out? Is it a first-market strategy or, or what? Yeah, uh, gene editing is a widely understood uh, science, uh, a very precise science. Mostly you'll hear, when you hear about people talking about this type of, of science, you'll hear them talk about CRISPR rather than talons. There's two different uh, gene editing platforms. And because we're the only ones with talons, uh, I think that's why you don't hear about it as often. It's just as, as uh, precise and, and just as uh, well known in use. But also because we, we have clear path and clear freedom to operate, I think it might be the reason why we're quicker to market and quite frankly the only ones on the market uh, with this technology today. Okay. And with, with ag companies, you know, the big risk is weather and infestation. Um, doesn't sound like that's the big threat to your business. Is that correct? No, our, our, our crops have to compete well in and, and, and the outdoors to yield, but we're really selecting for a better fat profile, a better oil profile. These, these healthier traits is what we're making sure are in the, in the breeding programs that, that we're bringing to the marketplace. And so it's a secondary uh, benefit. It, of course, it has to yield for the farmer, but the farmer's planning it because the consumer wants the health benefits of it, and that's the premium we're sharing with the farmer to plant. Okay, and are you protected IP-wise? Yes. Uh, we have, uh, in plants, we have uh, the license to operate and, and the the patent uh, licensing that we need to do to do this work in in talents and again we're we're the only company in in the crop in the plant area uh, for this science so it's uh, been a big benefit to us and again I'll just repeat it's probably the reason why we're the leader and, and made it easier for us uh, to navigate and get into the market. Okay, and and you're already in the market. Um, what what's the go-to-market strategy for that product, and who's the customer? Yeah, for our first product, our proof of concept with the soybean oil, uh, the, we knew the market size was there because when the WHO and US banned trans fats in our diets in 2018, we knew how much soybean oil market in the commodity that we had lost to imported oils of canola and and to um, sunflower and to um, olive oils. So we knew about how big that market was if we brought it back to American-grown soybeans. And so we, we planted this crop and we, we harvest it and we crush it and we refine this oil. And then we take it right to some of the largest food distribution companies in the world. Uh, one of our first customers was Cisco, and, and we're right there with the, the largest ones. So in restaurants and, and, and in fast food services and, and in many different areas, you'll be seeing this healthier oil as it spreads. Uh, we just opened up on the East Coast as well as the Midwest, and so it's being widely distributed today. So is that really where you want to be, or is that more of a proof of concept? 
Yeah, the first one was really just proving that the science works, that we, we can establish a very uh, professional and transparent regulatory process to the marketplace, and then we could create the supply chain. So it really was proof of concept. We're really looking forward to taking advantages of some of the uh, uh, consumer trends in, in oats and, 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 and meatless burgers and some of the other projects that we're going forward with with, with partners uh, in, in future launches. But it really was a very nice, uh, specific American crop uh, to take advantage of the proof of concept to say, the science makes sense, and by the way, this company can take it to the market and has with uh, a supply chain and a customer base that makes sense. So I think you mentioned Cisco as a partner. Do you have uh, other partners? Or are you looking for other partners? We do. We have um, some of the very – we we don't name every customer, but we have uh, certainly the largest food com- custom, uh, service customers in, in the world. And we continue to test and put our product uh, in testing for food ingredients. So that's the, the expanded shelf life and some of the stability testing that we're doing. Uh, with some of the biggest brands in the world we're, we're, we're doing now. And that's exciting, and we're looking forward to announcements soon. Okay. And then how are you currently generating revenue? Right now we're selling uh, the uh, – excuse me – we're selling the oil to these uh, customers directly. So that gave us uh, our first year of revenue in 2019. Going forward, we will do soybeans and wheat ourselves in this farm-to-fork model. But in our alfalfa project, we gave we get our royalties through. Uh, I mean, we get our revenue through royalties on the project where we do the science, they do the development and marketing. They have these markets. They understand the customer base. They do what they do. We do what we do, and that's uh, kind of how we're doing this outside of soybeans and wheat. With, with collaboration partners outside. So milestone payments, upfront access fees, and royalties on, on uh, sales after, after it gets on the market are the revenue sources. So if we did this call a few years from now, is that the, is that the model? Is that uh, it's going to be a royalty model? I think it'll be a mix, uh, but I think as, as fast as this is going in other areas, when people understand what we can do for them, there's a lot of people coming with problems and asking us to help them solve them. It's the last mile, right? We have everything except this last thing that we can't quite get to what the consumer wants, or we can't find this ingredient at an economic uh, price. So we're, we're helping to bring what the consumer wants to the consumer earlier, and that seems to be focused on wellness and sustainability. Okay, and I see you announced uh, 100,000 acres, so um, I guess I'm looking at that as you know increasing capacity if you were manufacturing. Is that a good way to look at it? Yeah, it's really getting uh, a supply that's large enough and demonstrating our system works so that larger companies can consider using us as a dependable supplier. So it was a really big uh, milestone for us as a young company because it allows us to have really good conversations with with large customers that have large needs and and don't want to deal with a smaller company that may be here this month but not next month. It's all about uh, predictability, 
hitting very uh, exact specifications and delivering the volume on time. And that's uh, another part of our head start of doing this as an early company, but also establishing that reputation. And to be clear, you're not in the farming business. Uh, these are farmers that contracted to do this for you, correct? Yeah, that, that's a great question. These, we pay a premium to the farmer. We contract with him. It's a way for him to diversify and de-risk his, his uh, portfolio of businesses on his farm. And we also do it in an asset light model where we don't own the processing or, or the grain elevators. <coughs> there is, uh, excuse me, plenty of, uh, there, there is excess capacity in this area. And so we've been successful in, in finding the process partners and the agronomy partners uh, that want to really do their part about bringing a healthier food to the American people and being a part of front-facing front uh, technology to the grower. Now, now that's a, a, a big uh, growth step. It seems like it's two, three times uh, what you've been doing. Uh, is there a chance to get stuck with soybeans, or do you have... Uh, a customer for that? No, we've been uh, we crush on a periodic basis. So even though the soybeans are grown in one season, we take them as we need them to crush them and as customers demand. And so we we won't. Uh, it's not feast or famine based on when you harvest soybeans. So we'll be crushing and delivering uh, soybean meal to livestock producers and highly refined uh, premium oils to food companies. Uh, all four quarters in, in how we approach the market. Okay. And, and I see you had a couple of hires. Can you, can you give us a little color on that? Yeah. We're, we're very excited. Uh, as we've said, we're going to double acreage every year, so we've hired uh, a new vice president of, of agronomy services to look out for, for the, uh, the manufacturing plant, which is our farmers and our farmer network. So Vince Rastucci has joined us uh, in that role brings a wealth of, of, of experience in farming in, in large farm operations and uh, understands how to, to uh, connect with our grower network and make a, really make a network out of them. And then we've hired uh, a new vice president of sales and marketing. So we brought on Keith Blanks to uh, <coughs> excuse me, head up our sales and marketing group for our food services and food ingredient sales. So what would be the, the biggest inhibitor to, to growth? Yeah, we get that question a lot. We, we've said we're going to double acres, and uh, as we prove ourselves to larger customers, uh, we're looking for a model that actually lets us uh, get into their manufacturing schedules on a 24-month basis, which allow us to grow the seed and expand our network uh, even more quickly. And so... It's really about growing the seed with one year adv advance notice. So that's not a, a terrible uh, limitation. With the health plan, it seems like you have a good uh, tailwind. Uh, so what are some of the, the other key drivers behind this? Yeah, it's really um, with, with our alfalfa product, if it's not wellness, it's sustainability, where we've made the alfalfa more digestible by the cow. So he's eating less to get the same performance, which means less uh, water used and less fossil fuels to move the alfalfa to the cow. But probably just as importantly to consumers today is, is less waste management coming out of the cow. 
and uh, probably less uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So we're working on models to actually demonstrate and quantify that because large brands in today's market are really looking at how to explain their sustainability goals and how to document uh, achievement of them all in a story that makes sense. We call it uh, the cow to carton story, right? Where you're, you're talking about your milk and your brand and what you're doing for the world on the carton of, of milk. Yeah. No, it's, it sounds great. Uh, and also, it seems like you'll have a, ni- a lot of nice things for investors if, if you look out over the next year or so because you have these approvals, et cetera. Can you give us an idea of some of the events that we'll see uh, throughout the year? Yeah, as we look forward, we'll, we will be announcing uh, collaboration partners on some new and exciting. Uh, it's really about taking the proof of concept of the soybean oil business and the science and then turning that into what's next. What are we doing uh, next? So we'll be uh, announcing those types of things. We'll be relying on our established research and depart- and development team that is now in place. We'll take advantage of uh, our first and market leadership, our proven supply chain, and we really think that opens up our innovation to the consumer with a business plan that we are running with. So in the coming years, you'll see us grow our soybean business, but also talk, start talking about our alfalfa, our wheat sales, and soon to be some of these other crops that I had talked to you about with collaboration projects and sales in the future. So anything you want to leave us with, and you know, especially why uh, Calix is an interesting uh, opportunity here? Yeah, Calix is a wonderful uh, science company that I think is really poised to take advantage of consumer trends and wants in food. We're completely traceable because of our system, so millennials like to know where their food came from. We can tell them that, and they're willing to pay for that, so that makes us unique. We're the first on the market with this this, uh, toolbox and, and, and bringing these types of products to the marketplace. So I think our leadership position, our freedom to operate, our demonstrated supply chain, and now our critical mass of 100,000 acres in refining and optimizing ahead of any competitors is a real reason uh, to keep Calix on your watch. Very good. Well, Jim, thanks for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you.